before the Lord and for us to worship him that by faith we know we will make it I said by faith we know what I, I, I just love the God which we serve he is not like any ordinary God he is a God of all gods. Even when the enemy thought they have captured that God, they remember they captured the ark of God who represents the presence of God on earth here. And the Philistines took him and thought he was one of their gods. So they went and put him in a room where their gods were and thought they have imprisoned that God. But the next day, when they entered, the greatest mistake they did was to take that God there. All of them. And when the people of Azor arose early in the morning, there was Dagon falling on it. What? To where? To where? They saw their God worshiping the one they presupposed have captured. The God who they worship, the God who they thought held them to win the battle and captured the God of Israel and brought him there. To their surprise, the early morning when they went to open the door, they saw those gods, their face down, that no god deserved worship except the God of Israel, the Jehovah God. He is the only one deserved worship. In fact, the people could have and they should have understood the message that their gods are worshiping the great God. Israel ended the whole thing. 
But they took those gods again. They said, hey, don't disgrace us. <laughs> this time, make sure you arrest this god. And they put them there. You know, the next time they came, you know what happened? And when they arose early the next morning, there was Dagon falling on its face to the ground before the ark of the Lord. The head of what? Huh? The head of Dagon and both the palms of its hands were broken off on the threshold. Only Dagon's torso was left of it. By the time they came, every part is taken away. I don't know what kind of power that the ark had to break the neck, the feet, the hands, and every part. That is what I call God. He didn't need any human being from Israel to come and fight those gods. He himself can fight for himself. The God we worship, we don't fight for him. Because you can't fight for him. He can fight for himself. He is to protect us. You are not the one to protect him. Any God that people have to protect, he ceases to be a God. Oh, prophet. Sometimes I don't, I just don't understand. So this God, if you have power like this, why did you allow the people to? Sometimes God, the way He plays His His card, you don't understand. It was a battle between the Philistines and the Israelites, and they came and they won the battle, took the ark, isn't it? So where was that God? Sometimes we don't understand. Say, ah, God, aren't we Christians? If we are Christians and they say you live in us, why are we going through this? Have you lost your power? At a point, you look like God's power is limited. Have, have, oh, don't pretend you know. Can we read that story? It was a battle. And these Philistines believe in gods. At the same way that like the Jews, uh, the, the Hebrews also believe in God. So anytime they're going to battle, they, everyone consults his God. Okay, let's read it. Let's read it. Let's read it. And the word of Samuel came to all Israel. Now Israel went out to a battle against the Philistines and then come beside Ebenezer. And the Philistines encamped in Ephek. So there are two camps now. And they, all of them were coming. Hmm. And let's look at it. Then the Philistines put themselves in the battle area against the Israel. 
against Israel. And when they joined battle, Israel was defeated by the Philistines, who killed about 4,000 men of the army in the field. What a sad news. Let's continue. And when the people had come into the camp, the elders of Israel said, why has the Lord defeated us today before the Philistines? Thank God they realized it was the Lord who defeated them. <laughs> I thank God they didn't see the, the Philistines defeating them. They saw God. Sometimes it is God... If God give you this and you don't be here, he himself will defeat you to teach you a lesson. <laughs> uh, and when the people had come into the camp, the elders of Israel said, why has the Lord defeated us today before the Philistines? Let us bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord from Shiloh to us. And when it, it comes among us, it may save us from the hands of our enemies. They think that the, the ark, you see, when you don't do well, you move on your own way. You still want to use God as a cover-up. Don't deceive yourself. Okay, so they brought the ark. So the people sent to Shiloh that they might bring them, bring from there the ark of the covenant of the Lord of the host who dwell between the cherubim. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Pivna, were with the Ark of the Covenant of God. You know, you know Eli's children. Uh, they have the boldness always sitting at the, at the gate and, 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 and doing all that in the house of the Lord. Uh, we still have them in, the, in, in churches. Amen. And when the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted so loudly that the earth shook. Sometimes some things energize you. They think after now God has come. Hey! There was a shout. They shouted until the earth shook. Everybody think that now this time victory has come. Let's continue. <laughs> now when the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, what does the sound of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrew means? Then they understood that the ark of the Lord had come into the camp. They said, hey, they've brought their God, that God. So the Philistines were afraid, for they said, so they fear. <laughs> God has come into the camp. And they said, woe to us, for such a thing has never happened before. So they have faith. Woe to us, who will deliver us from the hands of these mighty gods. You know how they mentioned it. They, 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 these are the gods who struck the Egyptians with all the places in the wilderness. See, they know they, they have the history, they have the story, they know what that God had done before. So it has created fear and panic in the system. <laughs> okay. Let's keep it up. 
Be strong and conduct yourself like men. You see, you can either be defeated by your fear or you can put up your, <laughs> uh, uh, you can strengthen yourself. He said, be strong. And they were using the, the weapon of courage. Courageous people, Jesus said, the courage, uh, this is what God told Joshua. He said, be strong and what? Courageous. Anything that you're facing, you want to win, you need strength and courage. This world is not for people who fear. It's for people who are strong and courageous that the one that can take their portion on this earth. Your portion is here, but for you to take it, you need courage and what? Strength. So it's a principle they wanted to use. So they use that principle. He said, look, if we fear, these people will come and they will destroy all of us. So come, be strong. And God, oh, let me read it. Be strong and conduct yourself like men. Be courageous. You Philistines, that you do not become servant of the Hebrews as they have been to you. So <laughs> conduct yourself like men and fight. So the Philistines fought and Israel was what? And Israel was what? And every man did what? Fled to his tent. There was a great slaughter and there fell of Israel 30,000 foot soldiers. Somebody asked God why? When People walk in disobedience. When the church is supposed to be what they are, fail. When early children keep on defiling the house of God and taking what belongs to God. Stealing the offerings from the church. That's what defeat. That brings defeat. See. <laughs> so they were defeated. If we go and read all the story from the back, let's look at what happened. Why should they be defeated? Also, the ark of what? Of God was what? Captured. It should not happen in our days. The ark of God was what? Captured. It's unheard of. And the two sons of what? Eli, Hophni, and Pinehas died. Is a fulfillment of prophecy. It's because they were the one supposed to take over this. They wouldn't have come to the battlefield to be killed. 
But there was a prophecy. You hear the prophecy about them. When Samuel, God spoke to Samuel, and the fulfillment must come. So let's continue. Then a man of Benjamin ran from the battle line the same day and came to Shiloh with his clove torn and death on his head. Now when he came, there was Eli sitting on a seat by the wayside, watching. For his heart trembled for the ark of God. This old man loved God's presence, but his children failed him. And when the man came into the city and told it, all the city cried out. When Eli heard that noise of the cry, of the outcry, he said, what does the sound of this tumult mean? And the man came quickly and told Eli. Eli was 98 years old, remaining two years, for him to be 100 years. And his eyes were so dim that he could not see. Is that all? Then the man said to Eli, I am he who came from the battle. And I fled today from the battle line. And he said, what happened, my son? So the messenger answered and said, Israel has fled before the Philistines. And there has been a great slaughter among the people. Also your two sons, Hophni, Tinahath, uh, and, and are dead. And the ark of God has been captured. Those carrying the ark, they are dead. And the ark has been captured. Then it happened when he made mention of the ark of God that Eli did what? Fell off the seat backward by the side of the gate. And his neck was broken. And he died. For the man was old and heavy, and he had judged Israel 40 years. Eli, I believe, Eli loved the work of God and loved the Lord. And Eli knows that when God's presence is not in a church, it's no longer a church. He's lost his job. But what makes what he's doing real is the ark. So if God is taken out of your life, there's no life. If Christ is taken out of your life, there's no life. It's not even his sons that he cried for. I think when he heard that the ark was captured, it's unheard of. The faith of Israel had been crushed. What Israel put their faith in had been captured. What else can we hope in? 
may it not happen to us. I say, may it not happen to us. So on their way, let's come, let him finish. Let me read it. I love it. Now that his daughter-in-law, Pinhas wife, was with child due to deliver. Now she, the, the daughter-in-law was pregnant, and when she heard the news that the ark of God was captured, and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, plenty dead in the house that day, she bowed herself and gave birth. For her labor pain came upon her. That thing brought labor immediately. And about the time of her death, the woman who stood by her said to her, Do not fear, for you have borne a son. But she did not answer, nor did she regard it. She died the childbirth, but the child was saved. So that is when we begin to defile the house of God. We begin to do whatever. This is what brings their... You see, when they were doing it, they feel it's okay. They did it for a very long time, but there's a day of judgment, a day when God comes, a day when judgment will come. The day you are doing it is not the day you get the judgment. Yes, they were doing it all the time. They're taking this and nothing's happening, and the thing is ordinary. But look at what brought what they brought upon the whole nation. Let me read about this. And so the lady gave birth to a baby boy, and they named the child. Then she named the child Ichabod. Ichabod simply means the glory has departed from Israel. Let not the church be named Ichabod. Let not God's glory depart from the church. Whatever we will have to do to bring the glory of God in the house of God, let us continue to do that. When God's glory departs, death is imminent. Destruction is imminent. Defeat is imminent. But when God's glory is there, we know that success, prosperity, and all that is needed is there. Do you know what man lost in the garden out of sin? They say that for all have sinned and have huh? and come what? short of the glory of God. It is the glory of God when even coming short of the glory of God, look at how we are suffering. The glory is there, but you cannot reach it. Look at how you are suffering. You go to work, you sweat, you work hard, nothing is happening, you write applications, you go here, and they bounce you. It ought not to bounce, but they are bouncing you. You struggle and say, yeah, they give you paper, you can't get anything to do. You look for jobs. I'm not getting job here. You desire to do good, but you can't do it. Even while they're giving first food, you want to give, but you can't give. Because there's nothing. If there's nothing, you can't give. Just because man are falling short of the glory of God, sicknesses, diseases, and all kind of calamities and all kind of destruction are coming upon men. So the glory of God have departed. Let it not happen to your home. 
Let it not happen to the church. Let it not happen to anyone. That is why when we are here, whatever you're doing, I pray that God's glory will be the main thing that we'll be seeking for. Not the glory of men. Sometimes churches are set up for the glory of men and not for the glory of God. I pray that this church and the whole ICGC will not forget about God's glory. That God's glory will always rest upon this house. Moses said, show me your glory. Show me your glory. Say, God, if you are pleased with me, let me just show me your glory. And God said, look, God said, my glory is myself. You cannot see me and live. He said, God, may I want to see. But I said, Moses, I will do something. You see my back. And he put Moses in a cleft and covered him. And he said, please, show me your glory. I love that. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Whenever God's glory... Go back to that place. Go back to the place I read. Go back to it. When God's glory comes and passes by, his goodness, goodness follows. His glory always moves with good, his goodness before you. And I will proclaim you before. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I'll have, let's go to the next, let, let me go to the next scripture. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock. The way to be able to see God is to stand on a rock, which is Christ, Jesus Christ. He said, Jesus is the rock. He said, when you are in Christ, it is possible. If you are out of Christ and God meets you as a sinner, look, you will die. But when you are in Christ, the appearance of God becomes your glory and your joy. Yes. But when you're outside Christ and God comes, you are in trouble. That is why we need Christ in, all, in us. So that when Jesus returns, it will be a joy for us. Let me continue. So it shall be, while my glory passes by, while my word, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back. But my face shall not be seen. And us. You think it's only Anas who hides his face. Anas replicated God. <laughs> he used the tactics of God. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> this is just a joke. 
let me read it. He <laughs> said, you will see my face, but you, <laughs> you will see my back. And for them, when God said he didn't want to show, he said, how can? Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Say amen. amen. And the Lord said to Moses, cut two tablets and all this and that and that and that. And that. All that I'm saying that Moses, when Moses, at the point Moses was, was arguing, we were talking to God and we were seeking and pleading with God. Said, uh, God said, you know, they always like the glory of God or the presence of God. His glory and his cloud is the one that led them. And when time God's glory is there, know that everything is settled. For me, when I'm here and I see God's glory, I know there's less work for me to do as a pastor. At a point, no, God said he wasn't going to go with the Israelites. I was going to send an angel rather. And Moses said, what? Sometimes I, I just like how Moses and God they deal with. There was sometimes God was calling uh, uh, Israelite. He said, Moses, your people. Moses said, no, it's not my people, it's your people. He said, when <laughs> sometimes you have a stubborn child that <laughs> nobody wants to <laughs> call him my child. <laughs> Moses was saying that God said, Your people he said, no, no, it's not my it's, it's your people, God. He said, No, God, it's not my it's, your, it's you. <laughs> so sometimes we become so stubborn that everybody wants to disown us. <laughs> But don't worry. Uh, Moses was arguing with them, God. And God said he was not going to go with them. And God said, how can, they, how can people know that? Uh, 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 how can they know that God is there? If, if his, his presence is not going with them, how will people know that that God is with them? He said, I don't want angel. It's not angel I want. Because I've heard there's some angel that was uh, arrested at the border of. Oh, you don't, you don't, you're not through. Go and ask Daniel. When Daniel was fastened, an angel was bringing a, the answer. And at the border, the prince of Persia he said he won't let the angel go. He had to take the heavenly force. To come down and dislodge that person for the angel to take the message. He said, I don't like delay as God. If you are there, nobody can stop us. Once you go ahead of us, nothing, even Lucifer, he cannot stop me. But if you send some angel at the border, you have to go through protocol. They said, if your president does not go with us, go a little bit to the 14 and let him see. Go again. Go up a little. Then Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet, you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. 
God, you say, I have found grace in your side. Let's continue the 14. How many of you have found grace in the sight of God? 14. 14. And he said, my present will go with you. See, God likes to reason with you. Argue your case up. God said, I will now go with you. So he said, let's continue. Then they said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. Moses is trying to do, uh, to do some nice demonstration. Uh, he does, he said, God, if you don't go, don't bring us anywhere. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight? Except you go with us. How can people know, the world know, that you found grace in the sight of God? Except God's presence is with you. Except God's glory is upon you. In other words, if God's glory is upon you, everybody will know that God is. How then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight? How will men know? How will the world know? that you have found grace, that the grace you said you have, it is, you have it. The way men can see it is when God's presence is with you. It means that any place you go, God goes before you. Any doors that ordinary men cannot enter, you will get there and it will, it will open. Any battle that anybody will lose, you will go there and you will win it. This is what will make the world know that God's grace is upon you. And if God's grace is upon you, it simply means that the presence of God is with you. It simply means that God's glory is upon your life. Amen. May the glory of the Lord go before you. Will the world know that we have found grace? It's not by talking. How? Huh? Once I was a sinner, saved by grace. Once I was a sinner, saved by grace. It's good. The unbeliever does not understand once you were a sinner, saved by grace. Yes, you're saying because you understand it, but the world don't understand what you're calling saved by grace. The only way they can see it is when they see the presence of God with you. I pray that God's presence won't go with us. That in this life, Every day, as you take a step into the following day, may God's presence go with you. May his glory go with you. Amen. Early, 
not because of the children but because he think he cannot live this life without God's presence and if you read that story it goes on what happened said call Ichabod the glory of the Lord has departed. Never allow the glory of God to depart in your life. Amen. My prayer is that God's glory will always be upon our life. All that God is, all that God can do, all that God has is in his glory. Ah, because the ark of God has been then the name of the child then she named the child Ichabod saying the glory has departed from Israel because the ark of God had been captured and because of her father-in-law and her husband okay continue and she said the glory has departed from Israel for the ark of God has been captured then the Philistines, look at what they did. The Philistines, they don't know what they've taken, took the ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer to Astor. It doesn't matter. Satan would think he has captured. But there are certain things Satan cannot, if he captures, he's captured trouble. This is not the first time. You know, he captured Samson when the glory of the Lord departed. They captured him. But when they took him, they took trouble. With even his backsliding state, half of believers, I don't, I don't joke with them. Even if they are backslided, many will answer with their blind eyes. They can still kill more than when their eyes are open. <laughs> but when that glory grew, when the hair started growing, the strength started coming. Whatever glory that have departed will still be restored. Amen. No matter how your glory have left, it will be restored. Amen. God is a God of a second chance. Amen. He is a God of a second chance. Something, he told that thing with something. So let's continue. The people carried it. Look at what they did. They carried her. When the Philistines took the ark of God, they brought it into the house of Dagon. Dagon was their chief uh, 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 God. Uh, it's just like the their cathedral where they put their God, when their main God, they thought it was Dagon that won that battle. So they are bringing it to say, Dagon, the battle you've managed to help us to conquer the God of Israel. Now we've brought him before you. Make sure he doesn't move out. They brought it into the house of Dagon and set it by Dagon. They said, we are going to add him to our God. Now we've captured you. Why this one's fighting for us? You to be fighting. 
So they've got two gods now. And when the people of Ashdod arose in the morning, there was Dagon falling on his face to the earth before the ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and set it place again. This is a God, you have to help him to stand. What kind of God is that? They help put Dagon again and put him there, Dagon. Don't disgrace us. Don't disgrace us. Cry. Ah, we brought this thing here for you to show, show your power small. You're falling before and you're worshiping. And they, they, they took him that this time, show your powers. The guy is down. When you're a boxer and they hit you down, hit you down three times, four times, know that uh, 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 you meet your meter. <laughs> and when they arose early the next morning, there was Dagon falling on the face to the ground before the ark of the Lord. The head of Dagon and both the palm of its hands were broken off on the threshold. Only Dagon Tosso was left up of him. Continue. God wants to show clearly that it's not by mistake that Dagon fell. When God is fighting, when he's doing something, he makes it very clear. He made a clear statement that, the, that there will be no doubt in the mind of, of, of the Philistine that, oh, maybe, maybe something happened and Dagon uh, this is, this is somewhere, a God that is bringing punishment on, on Dagon. Therefore, neither the priest of Dagon nor any who came into the Dagon's house tread on the threshold of Dagon in the outside of these days, to these days. God demolished everything. By the hand of what? By the hand of what? Oh my God. God have, they've put themselves in a place God wants to show them. The hand of the Lord was what? Heavy on the people of Asdor. And he revenged, revenged them and struck them with what? Tumors. Tumor. Hey! Big boy. Both Asdor and its territory. Not only one place, there was tumor all over. Everybody. And when the men of Azor saw how it was, they said, the ark of the God of Israel must not remain with us. <laughs> the ark of what? <laughs> well, you know the one who captured and brought it, it must not remain with us. The ark of God of Israel must not remain with us. For his hand is harsh towards us and Dagon, our God. Therefore, they sent and guarded to themselves all the laws of the Philistines and said, what shall we do with the ark of God of Israel? And they answered, let the ark of God of Israel be carried away to Gath. And say, so they carried the ark of the God of Israel away. So it was, so it was, after they had carried it away, that the hand of the Lord was against the city with a very great destruction. 
and instruct the men of the city, both small and great. And the tumors broke out on them. The boil, the papaya. Therefore, they sent the ark of God to Akron. Now, the ark started moving from one place. Any place, they sent him trouble. So, they took it to Akron, all their cities. God was visiting all the cities. So, it was, as the ark of God came to Akron, that the Akronite cried out, saying, They have heard that that thing is Jesus. <laughs> what did they cry out to say? They cried out saying, they have brought the ark of God of Israel to us to kill us and our people. <laughs> now, God has made a clear statement <laughs> that <laughs> you cannot capture his ark. You cannot say, I have captured God. <laughs> you see, <laughs> now the God they have captured, they are not looking for a place to dump him. And, and they can't get a place to put him. Any place you take in trouble. And so when they said they were bringing to Akron, they said, yeah, the man is going to kill. They are bringing death to our place. So don't worry. So why should God sit down for them to be able to capture him? To show his power. You see, no matter what the enemy should do to you, that is not the end. Sometimes I don't understand. So God, you could throw, do, you can do all this, and you made them uh, kill all the Israelites. Ah, I like by the time the soldiers come, you put too much, too much, too much oil, and make it there. And you know, soldiers with too much as some areas, they can't throw. <laughs> but the next day, all of them too much. Mm. Mm. And even they are walking. Uh, they can't walk, they can't run. The Israel will just get on them and kill all of them. So God, you could do all this. So why didn't you do it to them? Who am I to ask? I got that question. Sometimes his wisdom surpasses our wisdom. What look foolishness to him is wiser than the wisdom of men. Sometimes we think this is the wise way. But God knows that. So now he makes himself like he is a fool. But don't, don't think when God makes himself like a fool, you are, you, you are wise. No, 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 no. It's a trap. He trapped them. And they took that bait and swallowed it. Now they want to vomit the thing out. They don't know how or where to vomit it. Ah, come on. Your enemies may seek for you. Your enemy may think they are winning, but don't be afraid. God will fight your battles for you. Look at it. So they sent and gathered together all the laws of the Philistines and said, send away the ark of God of Israel and let it go back to its own place so that it does not kill us and our people. For there was a deadly destruction throughout all the city. The hand of the Lord was heavy on us there. 
So I said, now, let's go, let's take it back. Just like when we came here at first and some teach came and stole our things. They took it away. And they greeted us, welcome. <laughs> By the end of the week, they carried it and brought it. Maybe some of them, and they might be here. At least I know one. He said, We're hardcore thieves. He came and stole it. He said, That night, somebody came and was pressing one of them the neck. He said, the thing you stole, take it back. He told the others. The others said, you've taken that thing. So, you know, you know it. I don't want to mention it. Abonsam Tower. He said, oh, you've taken this thing and that. Maybe, maybe this, your addiction is the one. And you know, sometimes when one sees a vision, one does it, the others, if you don't see, you don't believe it. So the next day, a second person had this, and still they still thought, uh, because that one told the other one the story, that one had is a dream. The leader said he saw, he said, I was asleep. I locked my door very well so that it doesn't come to me. He came from the top. The person came from the top, zoom, and held him. Heavy man, lifted him. He said, either you take it or I finish you. He said, I'll take it. <laughs> they hide, either taxi or whatever it is, and carried it, placed it behind. Come on. Came and packed them nicely for us. At the back of this place, uh, and put some uh, little sand. I don't know what they believe. <laughs> Maybe they spoke on the sand. Say, oh God, God, this one there. This one I wrote in the seal of this one. Please forgive us. It's not everything you can carry to your house. When you are stealing, don't steal God's things. Oh. He said, oh, oh, Pastor, I don't worry. He said, Pastor, Pastor said, you are chopping chop. I said, me, ask for me. I will better come and take your money. I will steal your personal money down. To steal God's money. Hey, ask for you when you are beating me. I can ask God. Come and help me. But what about if God comes and is holding me? The worst you can do to me is you take me to prison. But God, Hey. God says, say yourself, auntie, I didn't talk about it. I, I, I didn't talk about it. I didn't say you've stolen uh, anything. Uh, 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 even though he says that you've robbed me. Uh, <laughs> so don't, don't do that. Don't, don't rob God. You can't rob God. So 
The people say, he is coming. What do we do? Let's find them. They're not finding place. Now they know. Let's look at what they said. They said, thank God they are wise. Sometimes wisdom comes into people's mind. And let's take him back to where he came from. Because uh, you can't carry that God. And you can't hold that God. Nobody can keep that God. Nobody can capture that God. That's why I believe that Christianity cannot be destroyed by any human being. I have faith. That even if the pastors stop preaching, God will raise stones. Yeah. So when God is using you, be humble. Not because you are special. Because he can use a stone to do exactly what he's using you to do. So what, what, is, what, what is the pride and pomposity about it? So humble yourself. So look at what the people said. I thank God they are very wise. When you see your brothers dying one by one, you two don't die. Find a nice way of... <laughs> so they sent and gathered together the laws of all the Philistines and said, send away the ark of the God of Israel and let it go back to its own place so that it does not kill us and our people. For there was a deadly destruction throughout all the cities. The city, all the city. The hand of God was very heavy there. And the men who did not die were stricken with the tumors. And the cry of the city went out to heaven. If not because of the cry that you see. Now the ark of the Lord was in the country of the Philistines. Seven months. Seven months destruction, trouble. Seven months boils. And tumors. And the Philistines called for the priests and the diviners, saying, What shall we do with the ark of the Lord? Tell us how we should send it to, the, to its place. Now, the problem is how do we send it back? So they said, It is more expensive to capture God's ark than to leave it. <laughs> more expensive to try to destroy a believer than to leave him. More expensive to try to fight a believer working with God, doing the things of God, is very expensive. If you send away the ark of the Lord, if you send away the ark of God of Israel, do not send it empty. Don't do what? But by all means, return it to him with a trespass offering. Then you will. So, you see, their priest now, he said, you have to give a trespass. You trespass. Where you shouldn't go, you pass there. <laughs> so, <laughs> where you shouldn't cross, you've crossed there. So, you need to bring an offering for that. For trespassing and taking the ark of God, you have a, <laughs> hey, my God. Ah, uh, but you mean, wait, wait, wait. then you will be healed and it will be known to you why his hand is not removed from you. So sometimes, let me tell you, sometimes, God could even use 
diviners to speak in a certain way. The most dangerous ones are those who can, who sometimes God uses them even though they belong to the devil. Like that prophet. You know that prophet? Who is him? Huh? Who? Oh, you know the prophet? They hire him to go and curse. Balaam. Balaam has some gift. And Ken is, has the, a gift and the spirit can be open to the spiritual world. And the difference is that the gifts that come from God blesses. But his gift is just towards curse. Whatever he says, evil comes. So they went and hide him. That go and curse Israel. And the prophet, when he said, and the Lord, then the spirit of the, because he's opening the spiritual realm, he managed to get to know God's intent. God then spoke to him that he knew that spirit that was the spirit of God was highly above the spirit he was operating and that spirit of God said look you cannot curse these people and people that are blessed you cannot curse them do you know that you quote Balaam scripture most of you have quoted the scripture before That there's no divination against Israel. And God said to Balaam, you shall not go with them. God said to who? Who is Balaam? Is he God's prophet or the devil's prophet? He's a diviner. So God can speak with diviners too. So the fact that God speaks here and speaks here, you must have a discerning of your spirit. Right. Maybe when I'm talking about prophet one day, I'll talk, especially on Tuesdays, I will treat with the prophets of God. Then we settle certain things. Amen. Not this Tuesday, after we finish fasting. So not every voice you hear. So that prophet have ability to curse. Every curse that person will say, there's a spirit that backs it to make sure that it is fulfilled. So they have to hire him. Or rent him in the form of Ghana, when you're in Ghana, to go and do that kind of job. Go and curse the people. Because the only way we can overcome Israel is when there's a curse on them. Even the spiritual world know that you cannot be defeated when you are blessed. That's why 
we need to hold on to the blessings of God. Anyone that is blessed, no one can curse you. Because blessings and cursing, they are not friends and brothers. It's like darkness and light. The only way a curse can get you is when you are holding a material of curse. If you are keeping on the material of cash, when they cash you, it goes around and finds where you are. But if you are going to hold on to the material of blessing, they cash you. It comes and comes there and finds that there is no place in you for it to land. It goes back to the sender. So next time we'll talk about blessings and cursing. God bless you. We have come.